do dark side parts crash. So what you're saying basically is that Pash is now a walking, talking justification for me to make all the enemies tougher. Party reach is not available. She's not a real Twi'lek. She's actually wearing underwear. All right, so Mathis is tinkering with his equipment. I'm already doing it. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Hey, look at that. It's popping up right here in our chat room. You should probably stay in the med bay. That's a good place for you. <laughs> this station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I suggest we use it. This is the story of six strangers who wanted to play a role-playing game. Find out what happens when people stop being real and start pretending. The Real Gamers Podcast. The BBC would like to announce that the next scene is not considered suitable for family viewing. Crap. You know what? Screw it. Let's see if we can all get into Roll20 tonight. I didn't have an issue. Nor did I. Excellent. Roll20? What's that? All right, I need a moment to collect myself. Sound check. One, two, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one. Let's try 20. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Ooh. Oh, yes. Broken fighter. Totally need to fix that. Me saying I am back would be much more effective if my mic was turned on when I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, I hear myself speak. Not, because it's not I like we need to hear you or anything. I don't want to hear me speak either. <laughs> I don't want to hear myself speak because that sucks. Does it? Uh, I was wondering who's making all the noise, and it's Chris's mic. You cannot hear me? No, I can hear you. And we can also hear the... Ceiling fan behind me. Aha. Uh-huh. I, I might be able to fix that. Hold on. Did that help a little? Yes. yes. Certainly did. I mean, if, if you miss it, I could just sit here and go whoosh, whoosh, whoosh the whole time, but that might get a little old quickly. I don't know. Is there XP with it? Um, no. You give me five XP every time you say it, I'll let you say it all night. All right, you're running this game now. <laughs> whoosh, 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 whoosh. And I will level up past all of you and rule awesome. Star Wars. That's right. You will be mostly God. <laughs> Alright, so... How are the characters coming along? Everybody know what they're doing tonight? Hmm. Did you see mine? 
I made one. I posted one. You did. It's available for public viewing. Yes. Even public viewing. Sammy put it up on uh, the D20 radio forums. Ah, I was just going there now. Yeah, I never got around to making one, so I'm just sticking with Oscar for now. Oh, okay. I made fair enough. I made a few uh, tweaks. A uh, couple of how should we say hmm, modifications. Do you have access to Ascara's uh, the the middle pages of her folio? Yeah, I have the the beginner box. So. Okay, cool. And how would you like yeah. to spend your ten XP? Point blank and quick draw. Point blank, quick draw. Excellent. I'll try to remind myself what those do. Uh, point blank gives you an extra damage at short range or closer. Mm-hmm. And quick draw is drawing or holstering weapons free. Nice. Very nice. Cat, how about you and Sasha? Uh, I'm taking grit and rapid recovery. Very good. So your strain threshold goes up. Mm-hmm. And you recover extra strain. Now you're going to be hard to kill. I'll have to make note of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what about Gand? I'm not sure. I, I don't have a printed copy of his leveled up stats. Uh, I'm not sure Gand knows what he's doing. I can I can get you those. I have the uh, PDF no, I, downloaded. I can I got them. I got them. I can get them off the oh, D20 okay. website. I just haven't done it yet. All right. But you could. Whoa! Too close. <laughs> Uh, Mathis, I understand, is going through some changes. Yeah, you should have got an email from me with the PDF. I believe I did. I'll have to make note of that and stop referring to the folio I printed out. So, I put that right on my desktop. Hey, look, there he is. Okay. Um, see if there's any kind of difference here at all. And so what's... Yeah, okay, so Gand, Gand, I'm sorry, Gand is on page page two of his character sheet now, or whatever. Okay. What would amount to it? Basically, he picks up defensive slicing. Defensive slicing, and what does that do? Uh, when defending a computer system against intrusion or slicing, um, one setback dice is added to your opponent's checks. Ah. I see. All right. Curious. Most curious. Very gand, though, because it's like, don't touch my stuff. Just sit over there. <laughs> That's right. And what's he up with Pash? He does not play well with others. Pash. Pash is dead, my friend. Pash is you dead. You can call me Flash. Flash. I thought it was Crash. Crash. Flash. Just not Push. Rash. Rash. I don't know. I keep changing my mind. Dash. Dash, dash, render. Mm. 
All right. So what do we need to know Just about him? Bob. He's he's pretty much Pesh, except better in every way possible. Uh, so instead of smuggler, well, he's still a smuggler at heart. He's just now a um, doctor as well, specializing in the application of stim packs for useful means. <laughs> he can juice up people really good. I see. So he's a street yes. surgeon. Uh, pretty much. Interesting. So he has the talents of surgeon in stim application, plus one on med checks for extra wounds, and plus one stat when administering a stim pact and force strain to the recipient. Ow. But you can turn a three into a four, or a four into a five. Uh, who what now? It bumps your base stat by one. Wow. So I jab someone and say, you are now smarter than you were for a moment. And he goes, oh. Is there a... For like the rest of the scene, just like a stim pack? Yep. It doesn't say whether they stack or not. I'm going to say no, they don't stack. Well... They could stack. They're four strain each, so you could pretty much kill, well, knock someone out with like three of them. Huh. So, so guess, what you're saying basically is that Pash is now a walking, talking justification for me to make all the enemies tougher. Mm, only if I actually use the ability. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I was going to do it anyway. Exactly. I, I know you. <laughs> um, effectively, it's the same as Pasha's stats, except of Brawn 3 has got Intellect 3 and Brawn 2, which All doesn't right. change a whole lot. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's still got Charm, Deceit, Negotiate, Knowledge, Law, Medicine, Resilience, Range, Light, and Mechanics. Excellent. I was curious as to why you took Mechanics over Computer. Well, because I have a good my friend Gand who doesn't like to share. That's right. Gand, Wait a minute. <laughs> Gand <laughs> is the computer. Man, and he's sort of, he's a street, so he's good with his hands. He's not like, you know, it's, he can rip someone open and fix something inside. And the same, he can do the same with a droid. It's all just an application of the hands. Whereas computers is more, it's different. And, and, and Gand will not point out Should that like he that. has exactly the same dice in mechanics as he does in computers. <laughs> <laughs> I fail to see how that is relevant. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. And I also have emergency med pack, very useful emergency repair kits, and a truckload of stim packs. Oh, and utility belt to hold it all. A little hand scanner, comlink, heavy clothes, basic respirator. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, um, as I mentioned to uh, was it Chris Hudson I was telling, uh, there's some 
some gear on board the ship. Basically, uh, on board the Nova Eclipse, um, you have access to essentially any common smuggler ship gear that you would typically expect a smuggler ship to carry. Uh, nothing really exotic, but you know, if you need to go outside the ship, there's uh, you know spacesuits. There, if you need uh, uh, the, there's a couple of med uh, packs. There's uh, tools for all of the basic mechanical needs that you would expect to deal with on board the ship. Things like that. So, cool. if at any point you need something that you think would normally be found on a starship, go ahead and suggest it, and it's probably there, and you probably won't have to spend a destiny point or flip a destiny point to get it. I figured I'd be at a backpack. No jetpacks. No backpack. Uh, jetpacks? Uh, no jetpacks. No. I assume refills for stim packs on the ship would not be out of the question. Up to a point, yeah. 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 It's not like I'm going to be injecting like 20, um, you know, <laughs> scene. Now, eventually, when you go to use the med packs, if you use the stim packs very, very frequently, uh, people might discover that you've been raiding the med packs for stim packs and things like that. But, uh, nice. You now, that'll be a role playing opportunity as it happens. Excellent. That's right. Crash does not sample the merchandise. He's a pusher, not a user. <laughs> but is he a taker? Maybe. <laughs> He's deceitful. Well, that's good to know. Yes. It'll probably come in very handy. Hmm. All right, can anybody I'm... recap where we were last time and what was going on? And, and is somebody recording? Uh, yes, recording is in progress. As far Excellent. as recap goes, um, we had didn't we? We had just gotten the full story of what was going on uh, regarding the map and the treasure of the Jedi and and all that stuff. Uh, it's not much of a recap, but really, my brain hurts right now. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, you. Uh you discovered that uh, Dr. Opal Ree had a map on her back and that this Rodian seduced her to get access to the map and that this map, uh, when combined with the appropriate coordinates and the appropriate uh, time frame for when it was charted, would tell you where the RDS inheritor uh, might have ended up. And this is a starship that, uh, according to the story that she told you, uh, was carrying something fabled to be the lost treasure of the Jedi, and it's supposed to be worth a great deal of money. Uh, however, uh, no one's found it. It's supposed to be on board a large starship, which I believe she described to you as a dreadnought, or at least one of the stories described it as a dreadnought. Uh, and it sounded like that interested you folks a lot more than the treasure, because, mm. you know, big starship, everybody wants one. Very valuable. Yep. So whether or not the Jedi actually had a valuable monetary treasure is largely irrelevant. You, you seem to latch onto the idea of the ship. So we'll, we'll just... It, it's not irrelevant. <laughs> it's not as important as the Dreadnought, though. <laughs> it's, let's be it's clear like, Yeah, It's yeah. kind of like on, uh, on Christmas morning when really young kids get a big box with a present inside and they throw away the present and they keep the box. We want the box. Because the box is the dreadnought. <laughs> Screw what's inside it. <laughs> we want the box. You want the box. All right. Yeah. 
And it sounds like Will will like to have the treasure as well because, you know. Well, if it's worth something, you know. Yeah. If you have the cake, you might as well eat it as well. Exactly. All right. But you know that the Gundark, a uh, pirate ship, is ahead of you in this search and that they apparently have the map. And uh, she believes that they have the coordinates. And you, through some cunning use of computer wizardry, uh, managed to get all the sensor logs of the station, of Waypoint Station, and you, you know where that ship was headed when last it left. So, uh, you guys are aboard your ship, the Nova Eclipse. You have uh, disembarked from Waypoint Station, but you are still in that piece of space. You, you haven't gone far. Um, it was discussed that uh, the ship that Pash lost in a uh, poor game of Sabak is still docked there, and because of the computer shutdown, nobody actually knows that he's lost it yet. And it was talked about that uh, you might wish to sell that ship to someone who doesn't know that it isn't yours to sell yet. <laughs> yep. Uh, however, it has also been noted that the ship is not in your possession. It is still docked at the station. Yes. So now all my questions... to do a little remote insurance fraud type deal. Right. My question to you folks is, what's next? What would you like to do about this ship? What would you like to do about your hot art? And by hot, I mean it's probably porn. <laughs> Sell it. Sell it all. Sell it. Sell it all. Yep. Two-hoo. Fire sale. Everything must go. I, I had this idea that uh, if we had new characters that needed to be introduced at this point, we would uh, screen wipe and fast forward to a particular point down the road when they, they could very easily be introduced, but they are not present yet. So we will save that little gambit for later, and you guys are free to resolve whatever issues you have right now, right now. Uh, I will say that... Uh, there is other traffic in the system. There are other starships uh, moving in and out. Um, and as you leave the vicinity of Waypoint Station, your sensors tell you that several starships have broken free from <laughs> the uh, from the station. Uh, some we of them probably get out of here and figure out where we're going. You know, later. Anywhere that's not here is the primary destination right now. I, w- I would think that's my opinion. I think uh, you and Sasha are the pilots, so I think that's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, I think last I heard, Sasha was uh, running ship. Uh, Pash Pash tried to interrupt her in that, but I think he ended up in the co-pilot seat. Nearly got stabbed. Keep your hands to yourself. I just, you know... (laughs) Now, Try and help a girl, but no, get stabbed instead. So, several ships have broken away from Waypoint Station. A couple of them uh, that appear to have the silhouette of starfighters have headed off in your direction. And uh, some distance away, a larger ship, um, well, actually, it's probably about the size of the Nova Eclipse, really, a, a uh, patrol craft of some type, has 
appeared out of hyperspace. Now, it oh, is yeah. still quite a good distance away. We're going to fly out of here. <laughs> I'll get over Wait, the comm. And can we like, vote on this? No. <laughs> I'll get on the comm and say, um, everybody, uh, buckle your seatbelts, please. Stewardesses, prepare for takeoff. Sounds good to me. Fix it, sir. Here, on here, on here, on here. Anywhere. <laughs> Gand will right. uh, offer to lay in an astrogation course for somewhere that isn't here. You don't want to do a blind jump? Where's your sense of adventure? I believe there's a skill check associated with that, isn't there? Uh, there be. is. I believe there is. Yes, there is. The big question is, are there any difficulty dice associated with that? Um, yes. yes, because you have to do it very quickly. Um, and you don't know where you're going, or, or do you? Well, Gand has not had opportunity to fully study the map and compare it against the star charts as he wanted to do. Um, so at the moment, that answer is no. Okay. Well, I think we're going to call it a difficulty of three purple dice. And I'm going to add a single setback die due to the haste with which this uh, calculation must be performed. Okay. I will roll then. <laughs> Look out. We're in trouble. Oh, oh we, haven't, we haven't set the, uh, the force yet. Oh! Um, would everybody like to roll a force die? I'd love to. Uh, one dark side. Da, 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 da. Do dark side points crash. Oh my. Crash has two dark side points. Alright. One light side. One light side point. Okay. Another light side. All right, we have two dark and two light. Hey, look at that! It's popping up right here in our chat room. So we got one, two, three, four light side and three dark side. Am I reading that right? One plus one plus one plus two plus one plus two. <laughs> How about that? All right, that's a lot of force to play around with, and you do currently have the advantage. So as you blast off from the space station, you feel this sort of turning of the tide as things seem to be going your way at last. As if they didn't when you were making all those amazing skill checks inside the station. Right. So that is available to you if you should need it. For astrogation, it's not a terrible idea to use one. Um, well, I can also aid uh, Gand. Is the astrogation done in the uh, pier? I will come up here and aid him. I'm actually looking it up at this very moment. Dan tells you to back the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I only listen to Gan. He talks funny. Back up. It's like, back up. No. Are, 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 we, are we done adding to and subtracting from the astrogation roll at this time? 
Well, I'm, I'm actually looking at the astrogation skill, and I'm thinking I may have made it a little too difficult with three. Let's knock it back down to two, because I believe I previously established that you are along the Prolemian trade route, which does make it slightly easier. So two purple is the difficulty. Okay. Still the setback die. All right, so so I've got two purple. I've got a, or two difficulty, one setback. I've got one boost from uh, Mathis, correct? Boom. Yes. If he is assisting you, you get the boost. Okay. Rolling. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. 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 Uh, that is one success and one, two, three, four advantage. Wow. Yeah. So, where is it you plan to take you? Uh, I suggest our Shada so we can get rid of this art. Oh, and somebody might buy an actual ship deed with no ship. I love that suggestion. Let's go to Narshada. All right. Well, you do set an accurate course that will take you to Narshada. And you are going to get there very, very quickly. Uh, assuming you wish to spend your uh, your advantage to get there very easily. Yeah, let's just let's just make it a a quick little jaunt over. All right. How many advantages did you say you had? Four? Four. Four. All right. Well, this is going to be a short little trip, and you are able to determine that when you set it out, so you can plan your shipboard activities uh, uh, to take that into consideration. You're, you're only going to be traveling for uh, a matter of hours. As it goes back to his workshop and starts tinkering with armor and such. All right. Now, I believe you outlined some specific things you were doing with your your skills, right, Mathis? Yeah, well, well whenever I have the money, then I can actually invest in, in modifying and attaching things to armor, but I, I don't have the money. So, right now, I'm just saying I'm tinkering with pieces okay. here. Now, the tinkerer talent that you took uh, says you can own up to two pieces of equipment. Does that mean you automatically have them, or you can buy them? No, it means I can uh, uh, apply the Tinkerer hard point to up to two pieces of equipment. I, I still assume I would have to purchase the actual equipment itself. Okay. But once purchased, I can tinker with it to give it an additional hard point. All right. Now, do you wish to have applied that already to equipment you currently possess? Yes. The actual stats for the, the Gaffy staff that I sent you have that applied to one. Uh, one piece, that's really all I could afford, but I couldn't afford a, the armor. That's why I only have one of those talents being in use right now. But all I plan right. to apply the other one once I get the credit. Fair enough. All right. Well, hopefully you can pick up uh, some credits if you are able to sell your merchandise efficiently. Uh, all right. With that much advantage, I'm going to say you managed to get the coordinates punched in and uh, the ship sent on its way before that system patrol craft that appeared in the system can actually get to you. Uh, however, it is going to get to hail you before you leave. It, uh, you get a call over the comm, and uh, they announce themselves. Let me see what we've got here. I send it to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> Party you reach is not available. Right. Uh, he is hailing you as the Nova Eclipse. Uh, he's not hailing you as the, uh, what was the name of the other thing? 
the other ship that you just uh, are planning to sell. Remember, you did the name switcheroo uh, in the computer. Yeah, that one. That one. Crack crate. Crack crate. Crate crack. Piece of shit. Pain. Cry at Fang, yes, there the it shin, is. The Shin Fang. Mm. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lovely ship. It's piloted entirely by angry Irish. That's an awesome name for a ship. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, you get a hail. Uh, guy announces over the comm. He says, this is uh, Sector Ranger Curvain Tors calling the Nova Eclipse. You are to stand down your weapons and prepare to be boarded. And then you jump into hyperspace. Nope. Gone. Somewhere back at Waypoint Station, the Sector Ranger is going, crap. <laughs> <laughs> sure, hail would be great addition to the crew. Uh, depends how you define great, I suppose. It'll be an addition. <laughs> like Minox. Hey, good idea. <laughs> Stop helping. <laughs> but I'm here to help. I help everyone equally. All right, so Mathis is tinkering with his equipment. Uh, what are the rest of you doing with, I'm going to say it's about a six-hour little jaunt through hyperspace. Is there a medbay on this ship of wondrous? Not really, but there are, as you can see on the map, there are a couple of uh, uh, crew dorms and passenger suites. Uh, the crew dorm has a pair of bunk beds. The passenger suites, one has a large bed. The computer terminal in the other room has two smaller beds. Uh, if you would, would like, like to turn a passenger suite into a pseudo med bay that I sleep in. All right. Unless someone else has objections. Uh, I usually sleep in a cot in the workshop. All right. Or in the chair. I'm going to say the... I like to... No, go ahead. I like to sleep with my patients. Well, not sleep, sleep with them. Sleep with them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say they the Wookiee called dibs on the passenger suite with the big bed. Damn Wookiees. And nobody seemed to argue with him when he did. <laughs> you know, since he's not here to object, we should, you know, move him to the smallest one. <laughs> When you go to the door and tell him that, he just rowls at you and throws stuff. <laughs> I was going to say we could lock him in the hidden compartment. Oh, yeah, I, I assume since this is a smuggler ship, we've got the hidden compartments. Yes. Got the wazoo. Well, y yeah, yes and yes. Um, if you look on your map, there's a hidden compartment here that opens into the cargo pod. Now, the Nova Eclipse is designed specifically so that that hidden compartment is really hard to find. Uh, you guys know about it because you have been using the ship, but uh, any role to determine that that is there is going to have setback dice because one of these cargo units that the ship carries around is not actually supposed to have anything there. That piece of real estate on board the ship is supposed to be part of the ship, not part of the cargo pod. But it opens into the pod because you have a specially designed cargo pod with a hole cut in the wall there and then cleverly concealed. Uh, now, in this hallway, above the ceiling, or, sorry, above the, uh, the, the ventilation grate in the ceiling, is this thing, which you can see up on the other deck. 
You have a, a backup power system up there, and there are air ducts that run through the upper level of the ship. And it has a little secret hold also to be found in there. And I'm going to say that Sasha is the only one who knows about that secret hold yet. I like it. Mathis has not yet had a cause to go up into that part of the ventilation system, so he has not yet discovered it. That's cool. Uh, you do all, all know, however, that the ventilation system of the Nova Eclipse does connect different compartments and that within it there are uh, recirculation valves that can be turned off and set aside with some application of skill and that the, the ventilation ducts in true diehard style can be used to move around the ship if you ever should need to do so. You can also selectively vent specific compartments. Mm. That can be handy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I vent the Wookiee's like. compartment. Oh, wait. <laughs> all of them. That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> probably a good idea. Hmm. There is a skylight over the Wookiee's apartment, too. He's got a great view of space. Great. <laughs> That'll be so handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wookiee, why don't you just go to sleep? Don't wake up when I stab you with a needle in your eye and uh, something. <laughs> Sasha, what are you doing with your trip? I am um, manning my pilot's chair. You need to make sure that nobody takes it from you, correct? Make it, and they don't touch any buttons. Dash, Pash, whatever your name is. Crash. <laughs> Splash. Ash. Ash! <laughs> okay. Gand? I'm going to start working on the star chart comparisons. Alright, that's a good idea. You need to get out more, Gand. I feel you're <laughs> becoming too insular. And I am going to ask you for the first of what will probably be many skill checks to try and... Gand, Gand, first, Gand is going to press a small button on the console in front of him to deliver a very small electrical charge to Pash, or Dash, <laughs> or Crash, or whoever he is. All right. Pash, if you are anywhere yeah. that you can receive a small electrical charge, you get charged. Son of a bitch. Just mutter. Can't. <laughs> you know what? I start preparing a little, a little syringe of goodies for Gan, just to make him a little more agreeable with everyone. I'm just going to hold on to that. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> what a little something to it's gonna get him focused and less less like Gand and more like and. <laughs> oh, so right. like a well. I might use that. What am I? Soon. What am I rolling there? Uh, uh, Galaxy Master West. Uh, I think it's going to be a very very difficult astrogation check. A very very difficult astrogation check. Okay. Uh, we're talking four purple dice. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. you know what? Hmm. Are you five? <laughs> no, it's going to be three purple dice and one red die. Oh, you're upgrading mm. on me. I am upgrading on you're you. You're jerk. I am. I'm going to spend. In fact, I'm going to spend a light side point to to get myself uh, an upgrade. All right. Very good. I have noted it. 
If you need more help rolling this, I'm thinking we can sit you in a chair and we'll put some tubes into you and just run a continuous stim feed and just boost up that brain of yours. You should probably stay in the med bay. That's a good place for you. <laughs> Gand likes you in the med bay where he can seal the door if need be. Um, I was going to say, Gand, that Opal Ree would assist you, but I seem to recall a previous role led her to not trust you very much. Probably. Am I remembering correctly? Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I believe uh, you succeeded, but but had some a certain amount of threat, if, so you, you... Doesn't like you. If nothing else... You got the information out of her that you wanted, right. but it ended up costing you her trust. In if the nothing else, Gan doesn't like her anyway or doesn't trust her anyway. So he's not going to be too anxious to get her help out of this. All right. She's still every now and then she walks by Gan and kind of goes tsk, tsk, mm, that's not right. And <laughs> walks on because she has uh had this map since she was a small child and therefore uh, is quite familiar with it. And, and has spent hours looking at her own back. Well, recordings of, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so I'm rolling some dice now. All right. All righty, here we go. Oh, Shazam. Uh, three successes. Seriously. And one threat. And one threat. All right. Now, uh, that isn't going to automatically tell you everything you need to know, but you are, thanks to your successes, a step along towards figuring out this little riddle. Um, uh, you still will need to successfully figure out where the, the the starting point of this little journey is, but uh, you have concluded other bits of information that will help you solve the riddle. I know where the starting point is. It's the Canyon of the Crescent Moon. <laughs> and cities with no names. That's right. Yes. Alexandra. <laughs> you are convinced that there must be a first marker somewhere that takes the form of a shield. Gand <laughs> hmm. makes a note of this. All right. So does the GM. Three successes and one threat. Okay. I'm not sure what to do with that threat yet, so I'm going to hold on to that. Just as I'm going to hold on to the, uh, the successes Gan gets, and the going to hold on to the threat for like eight checks and be like, okay, 37 threat. Mm, what shall I do with this? <laughs> Gan gets no dessert at dinner. Hmm. You, you do feel that you're making progress, though, oh, Gan. Good. good. Glad to hear it. All right. All right, what's uh, anybody else? Let's see. Aside from walking by and tisking occasionally, Opal is going to familiarize herself with the ship. And eventually, when she realizes that no one is going to be forthcoming with this information, she's going to go and ask Mathis uh, where she should lay her head, because no one has pointed her towards any quarters or even made it clear to her if this treasure hunt is actually going on, nor have, has anyone told her where the ship is going. Uh, not always know where the ship is going. Yeah, <laughs> if, she's, if she asks those questions, Wes, I'll tell Opal that, oh, well, first we're going to have to make a stop to try to unload some cargo. Uh, we're headed to Narshada. And if you're looking for a place to lay down, well, first I go to the passenger's quarters, and I see Passion there 
like throwing Q-tips around, and, and then I'm, <laughs> when I go and I see the Wookiee, I was like, uh, you might want to just pick a bunk, and I show, show her to the crew dorm. I was like, eh, you know, just pick a bunk. If you're laying down in there, nobody will mess with you. All right. Well, she thanks you very much. That's she looks right. at you with some skepticism. Uh, you can tell that she's uh, very frustrated about this, this sidetrack that is taking us to Narshada. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. By the way, Gand, that uh, that skill check you made, you were trying to determine... You're, you're trying to, to assess these star charts that you had, right? You were not trying to figure out the trajectory of the uh, the Gundark. No, no, yeah. I'm... I'm uh, as like I kind of explained last week, I'm I'm rolling back through twenty years worth of star charts, trying to match up patterns with the with the map she has on her back. Okay, very good. And then, as I said, you are making some headway in that regard. Awesome. You've narrowed it down to a couple of decades. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've narrowed my twenty years down to twenty years, is what you're telling me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, you you figured out that it couldn't have been a Tuesday. <laughs> Nothing ever happens on a Tuesday. All right. Anyone else have anything else they want to do on this trip? I never yes. got to hang at Tuesdays. I'm also claiming this office over here. As a Are you writing your name on it? Scrap <laughs> that that's correct. No, that's my office. <laughs> All right. No, I want to check out this ship because I'm. I want to check out this ship. All right. I would like to just see exactly how busted it actually is. Well, it's not as busted as it used to be. Um, some skill has already gone into putting it back together. Uh, it was quite well and truly mangled. But uh, the cockpit is coming back together quite nicely. Uh, as you can see, there's a chunk of the forward mandible that uh, is loose, and you can move it around the room as you wish. Cool. You can even, you know, rotate it into position and slide it into the socket and start welding, if you wish. I would, in fact, like to begin a little work. I like to keep my hands busy. All right. In that case, I'm going to need a mechanics check. One yellow, two green. All right. Your difficulty... Now, last time I believe I said it was four, and that that, that would be reduced to mm-hmm. three purple dice on the subsequent check. So, your difficulty is three purple dice. Lovely. One success and nothing. One success and nothing. All right. You have successfully reattached certain parts of the uh, that one forward mandible that appears to be loose. Excellent. Um, I feel this is progress. There, there are certain connections that still need to be made that have not yet been made, but you're getting there. Does <clears throat> Does Mathis notice that there's construction going on in his cargo bay? I don't know. Is Mathis going to be going to the cargo bay? Well, if I only will if I notice that there's like construction and welding and stuff like that being done. If I don't notice, then I won't. Hmm. I've already welded my name on this ship, just in case anyone's wondering. 
Well, if he had rolled any threat, I would say that he made enough noise that it drew your attention, but but he did not roll any threat. Okay. So, unless you have a specific piece of business that takes you to the cargo bay while he's doing that, uh, no, you don't know no. that he's working on it. Yeah, I will continue tinkering on my workstation. And All right. hope to God Hansy McCansenstein over there doesn't break my ship. <laughs> <laughs> Any other business before we reach Narshada? Yeah, Gand Gand wants to use his underworld uh his underworld knowledge to maybe start lining up some contacts that we could unload the art on and perhaps sell the ship to. All right. In that case, Gand, I'm going to need a Streetwise check. Streetwise? Doesn't that seem appropriate? What happened to Knowledge Underworld? Oh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, Knowledge Underworld does seem appropriate. And what the hell do you use Streetwise for? Uh, well, I think Knowledge Underworld, to, to know a contact, uh, like a contact at Narshada, mm -hmm. and maybe Streetwise to actually know where he is located, it's like, right. you know, Old Ted is, yeah, he, he works out of Narshada. We could probably trade him this. Now, finding Old Ted in Narshada would be Streetwise. All right. I also, agree. I think maybe Streetwise would be to find something cold. You just, like, know what, what kinds of places to look for. Mm -hmm. Knowledge Underworld is to actually know someone who, who in fact, deals with that stuff. Very good. All right. Knowledge Underworld it is. Uh, the difficulty is going to be... Um, it's Narshida, so I'm, it's, it's really only going to be two purple difficulty. However, I am going to flip a dark side into a light side in order to make that one purple and one red. Oh, you're that kind of GM, are you? Yeah, I just gave mm -hmm. you a light side point. Uh-huh. Big favors, big yeah, favors. How courteous. Two success, <laughs> two advantage. Now, I thought that might be the result. Curses. <laughs> Not... Not only do you know where such a person would be, uh, you have managed to time your arrival at Narshada in such a way that you will arrive there during their quote-unquote business hours. And you, you know exactly what particular seedy underworld dive bar you need to go to to meet them. Ah, uh, good. Gand is pleased. Gand will share this information. Oh, wow, you didn't want to wait till we got there? Whatever. <laughs> that shows an unprecedented, le unprecedented level of foresight for this group, really. Okay. Upon hearing that the group is bound for Narshada, Opal seems uncomfortable. She's heard stories. Someone is drawing on my map. Don't draw on my map. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just experimenting. I need to make a slight modification. Don't worry. It we're, won't hurt. We're improving your shoddy map, Mr. West. Yeah, oh, Why don't oh. you learn to make maps anyway, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now I'm, I'm going to resist the urge to show that particular layer, and I will do that some other time. Ha! Just for that, you don't get the, you don't get the big reveal. Uh, that's what you get. That's right. That is what you get. See, that's better. So, uh, you've done your skill checks, you've done your whatevers, and you've accomplished your whatever else. And before long, the star field fades from streaks of light back into points of light, 
and the Nova Eclipse returns to real space, uh, just on the outskirts of Narshada. Landed. I'm already doing it. God. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we still in orbit? Come on. Planet's not going anywhere. Let's go. I will uh, land the ship in our um, in the the most convenient, both in location and um, port authority location. Very good. Does Narshada have a port authority? I mean, it's Narshada. Well, I, I just mean in terms of whoever, whatever gang controls the port. <laughs> oh, okay. Land on. Uh, landing the ship is normally an easy thing that I wouldn't even have you roll for, but this is Narshada, and there's a lot of traffic. So uh, go ahead and make a roll with a difficulty of two purple dice, please. Uh, this would be a piloting check. <laughs> that is uh, three success and three threat. All right. That makes things interesting, doesn't it? Hey. <laughs> That's not the word I would choose. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. You've successfully found a an opportune landing platform that is relatively close to the bar and is relatively safe from various underworld uh, influences that might wish you harm. Uh, but in the process of landing there... I'm going to say that you end up dealing with a port official who looks over this particular landing sector, and this this individual is one that is not entirely devoid of corruption. Sweet. So he's trying to give you the runaround and, and uh, basically waste your time, and you get the distinct impression that he is looking for some kind of bribe. Uh, otherwise, your landing is going to be delayed by up to two hours. Oh, so he's trying to get us to agree to a bribe from the air? Yes. Okay, I'm going to try to just land on him then. You're going you're gonna to land on his <laughs> office building where he's working? Oh, I got something for you. I got something for you. Just stand right there. <laughs> uh, how about I... Um, What's that called? Where you this would not be the first time do? I'll do a low flyby over his office building. You're I'm sorry. Why you want me to wear? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want me to land where? Where? Huh? I can't wait. I can't wait until we have to take on all of Narshada. <laughs> yeah, I believe they call that wake turbulence. Hmm. Um. Do you want me to give you a pilot check for well, that, or? I was trying to decide if we're talking intimidation. Yeah, pilot check first. <laughs> we'll start with that. Um, okay. How difficult? Uh, for piloting, well, exactly how intimidating do you want this to be? Uh, <laughs> Within six inches. I want to get him to not want to bribe. All right. Uh, that intimidating. Well, let's let's call that a difficulty of... <laughs> two purple and one red. Right. <laughs> You're doing ah, no success, no failure, one advantage. Wow. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> the advantage, we don't get fined. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> um, there, there's a little more to it than that. Uh, you do not successfully intimidate him. 
at the same time, you do not draw a particular any particular wrath from port officials or you know security. So you don't set off any alarms, uh, but you also don't uh, exactly scare the bejeebus out of him either. So he he persists in his uh, his okay. hinting. He, he, I'm going to just go ahead and give a little uh, more information here. He's hinting that a couple hundred credits uh, would get him to make a certain hut look the other way, and that therefore your landing time could uh, could progress immediately. Otherwise, you'll just have to go find some other place to land on Narshada. Now, he, yeah, he knows this is kind of like prime real estate for this particular area, so he's trying to milk it for all it's worth. Yeah, okay, Crash Crash is hearing this over the intercom, and he's like, uh, I got this. Um, he's going to get in the intercom, and he's going to just have a little conversation with this particular official and just saying, look, we came here to offload certain merchandise. You know, I'm sure you've dealt with such people before, and you probably know a lot of the time we invest pretty much all our capital in such things and therefore until we actually offload it we can't grease your palms so to speak therefore we will come to some kind of arrangement where we'll you know pay you later hey right, well that's going to be a charm check you're uh, well i'm trying to work out if it's if we don't intend to pay him later, it's deceit. If we do intend to pay him later, it's charm. That's true. Crash is 50-50 on this. Fortunately, the <laughs> role would be the same for Crash. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave it open. All right. It's one yellow, two green. Uh, All right. Your difficulty is one red and one purple. Uh, but I'm going to give you a boost die because Cat's advantage uh, from that check that ruled neither success nor failure has got him... Willing to consider such things. Ah, lovely. Does that okay. sound fair to you, Cat? Yeah. All right. So pass along that boost die and let's see what you get. Okay. Uh, one success and three advantage. All right. Well, whether you mean to pay him later or you just mean to bluff him into thinking you're pay- going to pay him later, he thinks you're going to pay him later. <laughs> Excellent. So. Thanks. Um, he goes ahead and gives you the green light. He says, all right, I, I've cleared out the, uh, the people that, that were scheduled and, and, uh, I, I expect you to remember me when, when it's time comes to leave. Oh, don't worry. I'll remember, we'll remember you. you. All right. <laughs> In fact, I, I know how I'd like to spend my advantage. Okay. I would like a, um, uh, how should we say, uh, an arrangement where, I can buzz him a particular little code. He'll see that, and he'll go to a prearranged destination to receive his bribe. I'll come and meet him, or he'll think I'll come and meet him. And therefore, that might be a useful little asset if we want to set someone up later. Fair enough. I'll allow it. <laughs> I like to keep my options open. Indeed. Uh, you guys go ahead and set down the ship at a landing platform. Uh, it is an open-air landing uh, now, you can't really call it a hangar or landing bay. It's a platform uh, suspended over a vast drop down into darkness. Uh, the lights of the station are uh, very gaudy and garish, and there's lots of neon lighting. And 
you know, lots of signs, you know, live girl shows, XXX, that kind of stuff. So you've definitely landed in the classy part of town. Excellent. And <clears throat> wherever I go, it's the classy part of town. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not gonna argue that point. And that's safe. I've learned. I've grown. <laughs> <laughs> And I have also, wait for it, wait for it. Oh. Scene transition. I have saved. While we've been having this little conversation, I pulled up Photoshop, pulled up my map of uh, a level of Coruscant, flattened the layers, changed the resolution, and saved the file. Wow, that's some serious multitasking there. Yeah, I forgot to do it until the last minute or so. <laughs> it's like reflexive for you, just you know, whipping out maps and modifying them on the fly. You just don't even have to think about it anymore. Sorry, what was that? I was too busy thinking. Didn't you smell the smoke? <laughs> <laughs> and bada-bing, bada-boom, we have Coruscant, or as it is now known, Narshada. Man, the color scheme's all wrong. Fine, you make it then. Yeah. <laughs> we need some droids. I buy some droids. I don't have any money. I'm going to steal some droids. All right. Let me see here. We need to have Gand. Uh, is anybody not leaving the ship? Well, uh, is Opal Ray going to leave the ship? Hmm. Yes. I'm thinking no. Uh, then I am unless not she is, unless she is asked, she will. This isn't her element, <coughs> and I, she's actually thinking that her best chance of getting to go on her own treasure hunt is to stay on the ship because you're probably coming back for it. Yeah, I'll stay on the ship with her unless she gets curious and wants to check out Narshada, and then I'll go. Okay. Uh, with her, I'll let uh, Crash and and Gand. Uh, it, it is worth noting that uh, Lauric the Wookiee is staying on the ship. He's not feeling well. Baby. Has he got the flu, too? Uh, yes. Other he has Other a Corellian flu, which is to say he's had too much Corellian ale. Uh, he's got the pass you stole my bigger room flu, and now I've injected you with something that's going to make you feel unpleasant. <laughs> pass is leaving the ship. <laughs> Trash. Flash. Cash. Trash. Cash. I like trash. 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 <laughs> All right. Mathis, did you want to leave then, or do you want to stay at the ship? Uh, I'll stay. I'll stay around for a little bit. Just hang out with Opal a little bit. Okay. You want to get busy with her, don't you? Hmm. <laughs> Not yet. i got to get to know her first. <laughs> well, you know that she got busy with a Rodian. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of yeah. weird. I got it. She's got a. She's got a few shower quota before I even get anywhere near it. Clearly, clearly, her standards are are subpar. So you're in with a chance. <laughs> Just tell her that we wouldn't be in this position if she could learn to keep her shirt on. All right. Well, I'm definitely getting off this ship now. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I. I'd feel cleaner in a titty bar right now. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a convenient fact because that's actually where you're going. Hey. You've got the uh, 
the remote sterilization protocols for the ship programmed in, right? So we just, like, hit that before we go back in. We don't have to worry about it. <laughs> we found a med bay. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah Pasha's icon is at a 45-degree angle because whenever he walks, it looks like he's always leaning against the wall very casually. I see. That is strange. He, he walks casual. Like, it's an you know, interesting he can fly casual, he walks casual. <laughs> well, you know, whatever works for him. The answer to that is a lot. There we go. Ah, uh, now we can see everything. All right. hey, let's, let's gather folks up down at this piece of street here, or right, right here at the entrance. This is the bar that you need to go in. Um, Notice how I'm perfectly lined up with the bar? I do. You're, you look a little tipsy, actually. It's because I'm leaning on the bar. Leaning in. Okay. You're not following orders. We're supposed to be outside. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the big gun, right? Uh Uh-huh. I'd like to know where the big gun at. They're all over. Narshadah is the Texas of Star Wars in terms of guns. (laughs) Right. Narshadah is the big gun. Pretty much everywhere is kind of like the Texas of Star Wars, though, because... Everyone does carry guns. I'm controlling Star Wars. Where everyone carries a disruptor pistol. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) Just the ones that are going to shoot them at you. That's right. But that's right. They can shoot them at me because I'll take it off their corpse later. Yeah, they're probably not going to carry them. That'd be disastrous. Mm. Or better yet, a jetpack with two built-in disruptor rifles. (laughs) Like your style. Mm -hmm. I don't want to shoot these guys, but I feel I'm going to have to. I don't know why. I just, I have a feeling. I don't know why you would say that. I get the feeling Gan's gonna just make a faux pas and <clears throat> yeah, it could happen. I don't know why it would. Did Gan mention what, what would lead Gan to button? say something wrong? What the holy heck? crap! <laughs> Seeing an ass. What that's a lot bigger than I meant it to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole lot of woman right there. She's not a real twilight. She's actually wearing underwear. Yeah, well, you got to use your imagination somehow, right? <laughs> now they're not all Twi'leks. There, there's a couple of humans, and it's the Dion quintuplets, and and a uh, oh, I'm gonna say there's a Doug female dancing there as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done being interested. <laughs> <laughs> but you should see what she does with her feet. Hmm. Job. All right. So this area off to the right in the bar is a stage, and that is where uh, much of the dancing is done. However, these tables in the middle uh, have dancers on them as well, and poles, and you know people are gathered around them. And this area labeled bar is a bar. So you can see in from the outside. There's a lot of loud music. There's a lot of people uh, staring at at women doing their thing. What would you like to do? Bar. Bar. Gan would like to know if this is where he's supposed to meet his contact. 
Gand does know, for a matter of fact, that it is where he is supposed to meet his contact. Ah, excellent. And his contact will presently be played by the role of Race Rilson. And we're going to give him a Wookiee friend named Roar. These names all sound familiar. That's That's got to be a coincidence. Uh, and any resemblance to people living or dead is purely coincidental. Fictional Dragon characters. Changes, just enough. There's actually a dancer on their table doing their thing, so it's different enough. Yes. Yes, I'm going to say that is, uh, in fact, a Rodian. Cool. So we're going to have to negotiate between our legs. <sighs> well, this is our podcast, so, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of almost expected, really. All right, so everybody's going in but Gand. <laughs> the guy's context. Gant, you coming? Hello. It should be noted that your contact does not know that you are coming. However, seeing him in this particular situation, it's a safe bet that he is. All right. Sorry, that was too much. Bazinga! <laughs> Thank you for someone having dirty enough yeah, mind to get you. it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And he's covered in glitter and has an empty wallet. Got it. So, you walk into the bar, it looks like, and uh, Dash or Pash or Slash or whatever his name is at the moment mm-hmm. apparently goes right up to the bar. As yep. does Sasha. Where did Oscara go? Ah, I see him. Or her, as the case may be. And Mathis, back on the ship. Uh, yeah. What is it exactly you are doing? Uh, I was just uh, talking to uh, Opal about, you know, just trying to gain her confidence and stuff like that. Alright. Uh, go ahead and make a charm check. Okay. I'm not very good at that. Well, What's the difficulty? I'm gonna say uh, basic two difficulty, two purple. Yeah, that's a wash. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's listening uh, attentively, but you, you don't get the impression that you've entirely gained her confidence. Okay. Um, you, you do know that she seems to trust you more than anyone else, so there's that. But uh, Well, if she ever gets an itch to go to uh, to check out Narshada, I, I offer to escort her, and then I'm going to open a comm channel to Sasha to make sure uh, she's okay. Well, apparently she's away, but... Fair enough. Yep. Hmm. That's what I'm doing. All right. And where on earth is... There it is. Hello. Okay. So, back in the bar. Gand, from a distance, you spot your contact, Race Rilson, over at the table. Uh, he seems to be oogling a Rodian dancer on his table. And occasionally leaning in to chat with the Wookiee next to him. Gand has business with you. Race looks over at the woman and says, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Gand. Didn't think I'd see you here again. And yet, here I am. <sighs> what is it now, money or women? Yes. Yes, it is. Look, <laughs> n- n- I'm out of the money for women business. At this point, the Rodian looks at him like, wait, what? That's not what you said a minute ago. But, uh... Gand uh, has product for you. 
What kind of product, Gand? Keep it down, please. Gand feels this is not the place to discuss it. What are you talking about? I own this place. Have you seen the clientele? I mean, look at those people at the bar. (laughs) Well, I'll admit, some interesting strangers have just walked in, but they can't hear me way over here. Mm. Gend would prefer a private booth. (sighs) Very well. Remember, no matter what she says, there's no sex in the champagne room. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, this corner booth, uh, the, these tables along the wall have uh, little five-foot-long curtains separating them. So they're not terribly private, but they're, they're, there's a little bit of privacy from one another. So, Gand appreciates you taking the time to arrange this. Gand has some art Gand believes you would be interested in. Art. Art. You think I want to buy art in a place like this? Look around you. You have perhaps heard of the Mona Gungan? (laughs) (laughs) Keep your voice down. We don't speak of that except in whispers. Hmm. Gand believes you might be interested in brokering this deal. All right. So you've got to create a Gungan port and you need to unload. Is that, that what you're saying? Among other things, yes. All right. I might know a buyer of three or possibly five. Excellent. <laughs> Gand also believes you might be interested in a starship of some description. A uh, starship? Indeed. Gand can okay. uh, sell you access to this starship. Access? Indeed. And what about the ship itself? Well, you'll have to arrange to collect it. Gand cannot travel back to where the ship is at the moment. Because they ran you out at Blaster Point? No. We left voluntarily. Uh-huh. All right. At this point, I am going to need um, either a charm check or a deceit check. Your choice. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking apparently the charm would be for the art and deceit for the ship. I, I will begin with the deceit check. Okay. Uh, his, the difficulty is going to be... Uh, Two purple and one red. This well, nah. uh, I'm gonna say one purple and one red. So he's skilled, but he's not overly. Mm, yeah, he's the ideal bar- buyer for this because he's not overly cunning or or intelligent necessarily. Excellent. Perfect. Gand not has, too broad, are you? Perfect. Gand has one success and one threat. One success and one threat. All right, and this is for the deceit check regarding the starship. Correct. All right, so you have successfully interested him in buying this ship. Uh, But you have raised his suspicions about the 
legality of it, simply because it is in a system that you are no longer allowed to be in. So, um, he wants to see the deed. Hmm. That could be arranged. All right. It says bring it by. I will. I will motion to. No. No. Wait. Is that? It, it was. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was Dash that had that, right? Yes. Gand will motion to Dash to come over. Is Dash still sober? Um. Yeah. Dash doesn't have that money at the moment, so you can't really get forward to get that drunk. All right. It's really disappointing, but yeah. Sorry. <laughs> So, um, Splash uh, flips off Gand as he's walking over, but otherwise sits down with the group. All right. Uh, Race Rilson says, I like you already. (laughs) You have good taste, sir. Yep. Cash knows how to work the crowd. So, I understand you have a starship you'd like to part with. Oh, I certainly do. She's mighty pretty. Yeah. What kind? Kind that has engines. And a YT thirteen hundred. Yeah, one of them. YT thirteen eighty six with spinners. Call her the Shin Fein. She's really good. You'll like her. All <laughs> uh, right. Uh, yeah, YTs. <laughs> Kind of a dime oh, you know, the YT. Really. They can be modified to be anything. I mean, you know, don't, don't give me, oh, it's only a YT. YTs can be whatever you want them to be. <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to decide what kind of role this is going to be. Negotiation? <laughs> yeah, negotiation. Uh, I can do that. And the opposition is going to be... Uh, the same as uh, the other check, so that's a purple and a red. I am going to flip a dark side point. Bastard. Upgrade that to two red dice as your difficulty. Gand will attempt to assist. That's a good idea. <laughs> I fail. Gand was the fault. You are going to also suffer two black setback dice because you do not have the property. Wow. Okay. All right, I'm going to roll. Okay. Mm, Here we go. (laughs) Psych myself into it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Nothing. And that's not to say nothing came up. A lot came up, but nothing. No triumph or despair, I take it? Nope. Advantage, advantage, success, advantage, success, failure, Threat, failure, threat, nothing, threat. What? All right. Uh, <laughs> you have failed to sell him the YT-1300. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, you, you have not necessarily uh, turned him off of subsequent business dealings, but he essentially tells you that he is really not interested in buying a ship, uh, that he has to go collect himself, and... Uh, and he, he thanks for your, you for your time. Damn it. And, and he turns back to Gan. He says, now, about this, this artwork. 
Wait, wait, wait. I might, I might, just let me check. I got, I got a data pad. I might, I might have like, um, like an old email that might reference it. Let me just, let me just check through here. And, um, he's like, no, no, sir, really. I, I, I don't need just, another free. Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Just, no, I might, I might just find this something in here. Um, uh, look, 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 look. He and the Wookiee. Okay, here, look list. at this. I got a picture of me and the ship. And me with the thumbs up. <laughs> do you, in fact, have that? No. No? Do you but show I, him this picture yeah, that does not I, have that? I feel I should have that because that's kind of... I do a selfie with me and my ship. <laughs> do you quickly cobble together in Photoshop a, an image of a generic YT-1300 with you uh, with, like, green lines around the edges where it's been quickly cropped and you're... <laughs> Picture with your thumbs that. up. <laughs> yep, I can totally see you doing that. Uh, the Wookiee puts his hand on your shoulder and, and just kind of grunts and, and shakes his head. Shit. <laughs> as, as if to say, I'm sorry, buddy, it's just not going to happen. Goddamn Wookiees. You're being so brash, Flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, meanwhile, Cat, uh, what is going on at the bar? Drinking, one expects. Yeah? yeah. You, you do, in fact, have some money with which to pay for drinks, I assume. I, I do have some credits. All right. Um, I'll just be drinking, you know, like orange juice and pretending that it has vodka in it, but, you know. All right. That's probably safe. Drinking mm-hmm. and flying is a no-no, so, you know. All right. Well, get us some local gossip. This this droid over here seems to be paying uh, attention to you. He's talking to the Rodian next to him, but he seems to be very interested in what whatever you're doing over there. He keeps, you know, kind of turning his head, and you know, droids aren't that subtle about where their photo sensors are, are pointed. Uh, at what point you see the bartender bring him a drink, and it, it appears he has been given a, a cup of oil that he is actually consuming through a, a port in his chest. Ew. Yeah. That's why we don't serve their kind in here. (laughs) You're just creepy. You're just creepy. Oscar, what are you doing? Keeping an eye out, looking for trouble. You know, sipping a drink. Okay. Uh, Make a perception check. Righty, it's perception. It's going to be two purple. You know, just... Yeah, two purple. All right. That is... One success. Eight. Uh, you do notice um, there are a couple of security droids posted outside this door. Uh, they, they do every now and then look back into the room. Uh, you don't feel any particular menace from them, but you just do notice that they're there and that they're not uh, intruding on the crowd in any way. They're just kind of hanging out there. All right. I'll keep you now an eye on them as I'm looking around. Also kind of watching see if anyone's paying too much attention to what's, you know, going on over here, even though there's a curtain, but that's, you know, not much privacy. Yeah, there's, there, there is a curtain, but it doesn't completely enclose the booth. And the only one who's paying attention that you've noticed with one success is, uh, the Wookiee is obviously. Okay. Um, I'm going to say a couple other patrons have gathered in around the vacated table over here where this uh, Rodian dancer was. 
And every now and then she looks over there wondering when her highest paying, uh, well, the guy that owns the shop, basically, uh, when, when he's going to come back. But that's about it, really. And is this a Twi'lek? That is a Twi'lek. All right, I'll give her the, hey, what's up, head, head thing flip. And, you know, Lucky Twi'lek you. sisterhood, is there any kind of thing I need to know about? Um, you shake your leku at her in some yeah. communicative way. What What is it you're trying to tell her exactly? Just, ask, hey, if there's anything I need to watch out for or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She gives you a, a nod and, and kind of a flirtatious uh, twirl of her leku and, and kind of a little beckoning sort of come here with her finger. <laughs> how you doing? No, how you doing? Hey there, sister. How you doing? I'm good. Just passing through. You looking for a little action? It's a giant security droid. Yeah, it's not actually that big. Uh, maybe. What's the uh, scuttlebutt around here? Well, you know, whatever. Uh, people are doing their usual thing. As long as they pay me, I don't much care. How about you? You up for a dance? Sure. Okay. It, she is, of course, dancing as you have this conversation, and, and she looks like she's expecting money. Yeah, I mean, I'll <laughs> give her the customary tip. All right. Well, in your conversation, it comes out that uh, that guy over in the corner is the owner of the bar. Uh, he treats his ladies pretty well. Uh, she doesn't have any complaints to register about him, at least not, you know, here under his roof. Uh, she would be interested in meeting up with you sometime after she gets off work. All right. We'll see. If I'm still on the planet. Haven't been run out of this one, too. <laughs> that pikes her interest, and she wants to know uh, what what kind of trouble you've been in, mister. You naughty, or, or you naughty girl, I should say, not mister. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even my fault this time. Oh, of course not. Of course not. It never is, is it? No, never. But it really wasn't this time. She gives you a wink and a smile and a little shake of the head tails. Well, tell me your story. All right, so I'll tell her about how, you know, we rescued some uh, exotic Zeltran scientist and, you know, she was framed and they ended up framing us. Said that we hijacked their ship and she was in on it. Crazy talk. What a bitch. Yeah. Of course, you know, I had to shoot like 30 or 40 of these security guards myself. No one else in the crew was, you know, able to do anything with them. All right. Now, that, that's kind of deceitful, but I'm going to say uh, make a charm check. That sounds more like <laughs> what you're doing here. Uh, yeah. Hey, that's not that bad, actually. What's the difficulty? Yeah, just one purple. Uh, two successes. All right. Um, uh, what exactly is the outcome that you are seeking in this particular dialogue? Is there information you're looking for? Is, is yeah, your, information. You, See if uh, basically is this guy like on the up and up? Is there? Are we going to get set up here or you know? All right. Two successes, you said? Boss? Yeah. No threat, no advantage? Nope. All right. Well, you get the impression from her that he's as much on the up and up as you can expect on Narshada. Uh, 
this is a place full of scoundrels and ne'er-do-wells, and, and he certainly has his, his moments, but uh, you don't get the impression from her that she seeks to, uh, that that this Race Wilson character is going to stab you in the back as long as you don't betray him first. That is her impression of him. Okay. So, Mathis, back on the ship, you uh, have been trying to impress uh, Opal Ree, and, and she's she's not disinterested in what you have to say, but you, you haven't really made much headway in, into uh, getting any other information out of her or anything. That's cool. Um, I am basically going to come over to Sasha and, and ask if the cells went down yet, because I assume the cargo's still on the ship. It is. Okay, yeah, I'm going to ask if the, uh, the the cell went down yet, because this is taking too much time. This was supposed to be a quick, you know, in and out, and uh told her that I'm, uh, that they need to go ahead and push the cell, because I'm fixing to take off the cargo with, uh, and, and bring it to wherever they want to drop it off. Uh, overcome link, yes? Yes. Uh, it will come back and be like, look, I'm, I'm at the bar, dude. Uh, I'm not even handling the transaction. So, uh, yeah, let me get out my psychic vibes. Oh, wait, I'm not psychic. Okay, fine. You want to be like that? <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to get a cut, but I'm just saying, we need to get this sold and get back on the, on the road. Yeah, um, uh, why don't you talk to Trash? He's the one who's handling it. <laughs> That's fine. I'll 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 uh I'll uh, three way trash in the call. <laughs> oh my. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Like, uh, yeah, I'm bringing the cargo, so let's hurry up and get this done. Don't rush. These things can't be rushed. Just patience. It'll all happen. All right. I'll see you there with the cargo. Over and out. This guy's going to be a problem. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, Pash Pash has a plan. Can Pash do some stuff? Pash is done with this conversation with these two people who don't believe him, even though he's lying. He feels they should trust him. He would instead like to casually saunter around the room looking all huffed and flustered and just, I can't believe they didn't take such a great deal. It's like, it's, it's even cheaper than half price white. It's like pristine. And it's just, basically, I'm just looking to randomly charm someone around the room who is easily pick up at a good deal and maybe come and talk to me. <laughs> Uta guta, human? Hells yeah, bitch. <laughs> This Rodian over here who's hanging out with his droid buddy uh, hears you talk and then he kind of flags you over. says, uh, you have something to talk about? Oh, but of course. I mean, some people just don't understand good quality merchandise when they see it. So I've got a deal for you. Vivo understands good merchandise. Talk to Vivo. Okay. Where's he? Where yet? Where's he? Vibo is here, and he gestures at himself. Vibo knows merchandise. Oh, you're another one of those talking in the third person people. Okay, that's cool. <sighs> you humans are so strange. You you would prefer it if Vibo talks of Vibo 
and says, I and me? No, no, it's fine. You can talk any way you like. It's, it's not a problem. Just, um, no, 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 it's, it's cool. It's, um, now look, here's, and he's, he's had a bit more time to Photoshop the, um, the image and has made a little <laughs> bit of bullshit documentation on the way over, of course. Um, it's still pretty shoddy, but it's certainly better than green outlines it was before. Well, let's find um, out. Make a skullduggery check. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, where's my... I'm thinking this right. would be Skullduggery. Yeah, definitely. Definitely Skullduggery. Okay, and, and difficulty. difficulty. Uh, with this particular character, it's going to be two purple and one red. Oh, jeez. Okay. And, uh, and one yeah. black. Uh, essentially, his droid buddy is assisting him. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip a force die. All right. I'm going to flip it. After that flipping, flipping force the force die. now stands at three dark side points and four light side points. Yeah, we got plenty. We got plenty. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Ooh, Okay. One success, two threat. One success and two threat. All right. Well, I'm going to say you have successfully uh, created a uh, duplicitous appearance in in this thing. Um, The threat is going to raise certain questions about... uh, uh, the nature of the ship. Uh, I'm not going to get too specific about that, but basically, when you, when you try and sell him this thing, it's going to be uh, that's going to be that's going to cause some setback. Okay. But uh, you have successfully uh, presented this. You've created this artifice that is going to help you sell the ship. Beautiful. Okay. You've got him interested. You've hooked him. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Now, now think about how you're going to reel him in, and I'm going to go back over to Gand for a minute. Beautiful. Gand, what's going on? So, uh, he might be AFK. Oh, is he F- AFK? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. He's back. Welcome back. <clears throat> so, that lot of help you were, Gand. This art we have with us, I'm sure it would be easy for you to find someone willing to pay a large amount of money to own it. We're merely looking for brokerage services. Hmm. Well, let me see it. Uh, depending on what it is, I, I, you know, I can't tell you if it's going to sell until I see it. That's 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 art. That's in 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 a nutshell, right there. That's that's what it is. So you, my- you notice he he seems very very interested in this Gungan art. Mm. This, this this Gungan pornog- pornography, as it may be. I'm. Uh, I, I will. I will get out a data pad, and and show him the cargo manifest and relevant uh, samples. Okay. Uh, has anyone actually opened the art crate and looked at it? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't believe anyone has ever actually said they were going to investigate the contents of the crate. Uh, although I am going to assume that. Uh, you did in some way verify its contents before you took the job. I'm not going to assume that you just took this empty crate or <laughs> took this crate sight unseen, but right. um, I, that doesn't mean you've necessarily poured over it and, and taken 
sample images or, or, or whatnot. Right. Does anyone want to admit to uh, having gone over this stuff? No. Nope. No. Nope. All right. Well, I'm going to say that'll be a setback to your role, but you can still uh, go ahead and try and persuade him. I guess this would be negotiation, right? Sure. We'll we'll go with that negotiation. Okay. Thing. How much? What was the difficulty on that? You said was was no difficulty. Um, the with this guy, it's going to be one red and one purple. Oh my god! Okay. And one setback. Really? So one of each of the naughty dice. One failure, uh, one want... threat. One failure, one threat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he takes a look at it. and He's like, "Oh, oh, God, that! No, you're you're trying to sell me that, and and uh, no, I I don't know anybody no, who'd want that. We're not trying to sell it to you. Gand wants you to broker the deal. Yeah, I I don't know anybody who would buy stuff like that. I mean, just look at it. Um, I'm gonna throw out though that you do notice he he can't take his eyes off it himself. <laughs> Um, you you have not successfully sold him on this, but it's almost like a a train wreck. You know, he can't look away from it. Uh huh. Um, train wreck. Got it. Uh, that's that's I guess the the polite way to put it. Perhaps you yeah. would be interested in acquiring this for some consideration other than credits. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I might be able to to take it off your hands and do what I can do. I mean, I'm not going to give you money for it. Just yeah, but uh, perhaps um, you might consider fueling Gan's ship in exchange. Hmm, might be able to take care of that. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Then of course yeah, you, just, you may do whatever you want with the artwork at that time. Now, at a metal level. Uh, would you be interested in taking on some kind of obligation to get this off your hands? Um, I don't. Think we haven't actually involved obligation roles in these encounters yet, but we can certainly begin doing so soon. What obligation would you be su- suggesting? Uh, I don't know exactly. Let's see. I'm just kind of throwing it out there as an idea that if you're not looking for money necessarily, that obligation could be a way to uh, to do it. That way, it's it's out of your hands and off your off your mind. But I don't know. That it actually doesn't sound like a very attractive deal for you. Not particularly. I like uh, I like the fuel trade though. I, I'm going to say just uh, as a GM that you do know that the, the contents are probably worth more than that. But if you are willing to accept that, he is willing to refuel your ship for you in exchange for the art. And he's getting the better of the deal in that regard. Yeah. Well, off the huh. record and, and out of you know out of character, we, we stand to make uh, a pretty significant little profit at the end of this whole thing anyway. And we need fuel to be able to get there. Right. Fact, yeah, but we need money to buy fuel in the future, too. Yeah. What happens when we're out of this tank? Uh, if you would like to negotiate another role, perhaps uh, 
perhaps Oscara is interested in, in helping you out a little in this. Uh, you might be able to get more than just a simple refuel. You might be able to stock up on fuel for a lengthy journey. I have a proposition that would work in with the obligation. You could leave the painting with him as collateral and effectively be taking out a loan from him uh, with the understanding that once he sells the art, that clears your debt and whatever's left over goes to him. However, if he never sells the art, then effectively your loan just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and that becomes your debt obligation to him. And a way to reduce that obligation would then be to find a buyer for it down the road. But it would get you cash right now. Sounds good. That could work for me. Okay. But would it work for Gand? <laughs> sure. All right. In that case, Gand, I want you to tell me exactly what it is that you are doing uh, with regards to this artwork. And by the way, Mathis, I'm going to say you show up with the artwork now. Sounds good. All right. Now I'm flipping to the page on obligation. So, Gand, how do you want to handle this exactly? Page 29. There we go. Gand, I think, uh, I should say, Brian, you know the obligation system better than I do at this point. I'm willing to bet. Yeah. I'm debating. I think this is a... I think this is a five obligation because it's not like I—it's not like I've taken out a loan with no collateral. Mm-hmm. I don't see the consequences being really huge for not paying off the loan because he'll still retain the artwork anyway. So he'll—he'll he'll always have the value of the loan. Fair enough. So yeah, let's let's do let's do a five obligation. Uh, Five obligation for the loan. Okay. Now, would we call that a debt or an oath or a favor? Debt. Debt. Okay. Fair enough. So you've taken out a five obligation debt with this fellow. You've given him some materials that he can try to sell. Yep. Uh, but in return, you're getting, uh, what's five obligation? A thousand credits? Something like that. Yeah. So you can get a thousand credits worth of uh, gear or favors or or however you want to break that down uh, that you can spend now or just carry with you as credit well, or fuel. It's for fueling the ship, so we ought to get that taken care of. All right. So you got a thousand credits worth of fuel. I don't have a handy reference as to how much fuel that actually represents. It's, it's so whatever whatever the story yeah to, i'm gonna say that that will get you enough fuel and uh basic uh starship provisions things that your ship needs for a long journey for several weeks of travel hopefully long enough to track down this ship that you are seeking yeah hope so so we will we'll pass the uh, the crate over to him okay all right. You pass the crate over to him. He he opens it up. He takes a look inside, and he looks up, and he grins, and he seals the crate shut and tucks it under the table, and he's like, nice doing business with you. <laughs> Gand appreciates He, he certainly has... 
<laughs> he certainly has an appreciation for, for Gungans uh, doing dirty deeds. Sasha or any of the others, anything else you want to accomplish while you are here? I believe Pash or Dash or Slash has something going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> certainly does. Solving the ship you don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, trying. Trying real hard. I think Sasha would have gone back to the Nova Eclipse after um, Mathis came here with the art. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that you do know either over the intercom or or whatever else uh, you've been communicating that you have access to certain resources and this sh- you are in a place of civilization. So if there's anything you personally, anything your character wants to obtain from civilization before you leave, now's a great chance to to do so. Jetpack. <laughs> they do, in fact, sell jetpacks here at Narshada, with good reason. There's lots of places to fall. So that goes for anybody, really. You you are in a in a port, and have access to people that sell stuff. Need some cash first. I'm going to sell this ship. <laughs> you can try. And I need to figure out just how much a YT-1300 is worth. A lot. <laughs> I know. But he's not going to get I, the full amount. This is black market. No, I'll be selling for discount. And and here's, here's the story behind it. This might, this might grease the wheels, so to speak. So the story that Slash is going to present to um, Weibo is that He's currently going through this really messy divorce and the bitch wife has somehow managed through insurance companies to get his ship impounded at this particular station and there's basically no way that he can get it out under his own name. However, he can sell it to somebody else and then they would be able to get it under because it would no longer be his property and therefore no longer under all the rules and restrictions of this particular divorce and therefore... They take it away scot-free and they get a fantastic deal on it because I need to move quickly before the divorce is all finalized. And by the way, I represent the estate of a wealthy Alderanian nobleman and I just need (laughs) $10,000 credits from your account so I can transfer millions to you. Correct. (laughs) Uh, I'm thinking deceit, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably deceit. Oh, boy. But I like I like a legitimate story to go with it. That's, <laughs> That's not a I like a legitimate story. story to go with my lie. Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? A little a little truth, a little lie. That's right. What truth uh, in that? Well, gambling's like marriage, I guess, uh, and you cash out at the end and. Well, I'm just going to roll. Okay, what am I rolling against? <laughs> I was going to say, you, you need your difficulty dice. Uh, that's going to be one red and two purples, and a setback die, be- well, no, two, because you don't have the goods. Yeah. Um, oh, I think I might flip another point. <laughs> <laughs> you mean bastard. <laughs> Oh, what's, what's your dice pool looking like? Uh, you've got, uh, what, two oh, yellow and a green or something like that? Uh, one yellow, two green, two red, one purple, two black. All right, I, I won't, I won't flip a destiny point on you. So you're, you got one red, two purple, two black, two, two black. 
Okay. That, and if you want to flip a destiny point, you have the option to do so, but I will choose not to this time. Uh, no, no. I, I, I think I've used enough destiny points this scene. I like to use those in my You do currently have more light side than dark. We do. This would get us, well, this wouldn't get us some cash. That would get me some cash. So, <laughs> so you know what? I'm not going to spend it, and then I won't feel bad about not sharing any wealth I get from this process. All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, one success. Okay. Nothing fancy, but there you go. One success, huh? One single success. So I'm I'm prepared to go heavy, heavy on the discount to get them to ignore little details like photoshopping and <laughs> <laughs> shoddy documentation and the fact that the ship's not even in this system kind of thing. Okay. I'm prepared to let you get 30,000 credits. Nice. Um, which a YT-1300 is worth... Uh, 110,000 credits, so obviously you're not getting a ton of money here. Um, but you're getting some. So you, you'll get 30,000 credits out of the sale uh, for a ship you don't own. <laughs> Might create problems later. <laughs> yes, I, I'm going to say that this is going to become an obligation for you. I um, thought you might. Yeah, we'll, we'll work out the details of the obligation. Uh, well, let's see. Would that be betrayal? Uh, <laughs> Crime? Uh. <laughs> when, when you have a betrayal obligation, does that mean you betrayed someone or someone else betrayed you? Anyone I know can go either what? way. Yeah. Okay. They're pretty open to the obligations. That you can sort of word them however you want, really. Yeah. We're, we'll, we're going to call that a, a, a betrayal obligation. Yep. Um, trying to decide how much that's going to be worth. 30,000? That's a lot. <laughs> well, technically, it's split because if this guy actually manages to get the paperwork through and get the ship out before the other guy who I lost it to in the gambling gets it, then technically, he's the one that'll be pissed at me. Um, I don't think you have to roll against the GM, Sammy, but, I mean, if you want to roll your deceit against the GM, that's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that's going to be 30 points of obligation. Okay. But is that... Uh, I can live with that. Is that a lot? or a li you know, I haven't that's used a, this system before, so I don't want to you know, screw a, you that's over. A, that's a big it's, jump. It would be a lot in a large 30, group. Yeah, 30 points is a lot. I would say probably 15. If That's pretty hefty amount. Yeah, the, the thing okay. is, if we cap at 100, we cap at 100 obligation. At 100 obligation, mm -hmm. really bad things happen all the time. So you you uh, if you right. handed him thirty, you're, you're essentially handing him a third of our total. Okay. Well, I, I based that on the there's a little uh, additional obligation bonus chart here that puts a thousand at worth about five. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, so, I think well, if I think a thousand is that was for initial and yeah, sort of gut feel once you're playing. I agree that 15 sounds more reasonable, so we're going to call that a 15-point obligation Proving. with betrayal. You betrayed mm. someone else, and I, they're going to want revenge or, or reciprocation or reciprocity or, you know, one of those big words. 
betrayal or death? <laughs> cake or death? Uh, death. That's right. I chose cake. I chose a lot of cake. What is your favorite color? Mm. Blue. No, green. Ah! <laughs> All right. So you have negotiated with the Rodian Vibo, who likes to talk in the third person. You know what? He deserves it for talking in the third person. <laughs> All right. Not looking at anyone in particular, Gand. So, you have managed to not cause, uh, you, you not create any enemies in the bar tonight. I'm impressed. Huh. <laughs> no bar fight. Yeah, I, I threw in some security officers off duty hanging out there. I threw in some security droids. There was plenty of, of bad stuff that could have happened. But you, you guys managed to not have the bad stuff happen. Sweet. And you got I'm some money. away with 30,000 and 25 credits. 30,000 and 25? I had 25 left over, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it running total. I need to All buy right. stuff. I could spring. I, I could string this out and say, okay, I have to go get the money, and then have him go get the money, and then bad... Yeah, no. No despair was yeah. rolled. <laughs> uh, Not much of anything was rolled, really. No, really. For as many uh, yellows and reds as we were throwing mm. around. A lot of it just cancelled straight out. I mean, there was four advantage and four threat that just wiped, so... Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I think it was four, three, four. What's that? Mm. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, yeah. So four let's get, four. get out of Nar and get out of here. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go. So, <laughs> I don't want to so stick around. You're not going right. to do anything with that 30,000 credits? Mmm... Uh, ooh. Well, I did see the droid shop. I wouldn't mind a droid to help out on the ship and do useful things, but maybe I'll just hold on to it for now. Well, as GM, I'm just going to point out that this may be your last time in civilization for a while if you are actually going to chase down this, this lost ship. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that you can't go back to civilization anytime you want. You have a starship. You have a uh, hyperdrive. But uh, you know, it would be useful. A couple of speeders. If we're going to planets and we're going to look for shit, a couple of speeders might be handy. All right. No jetpack. No jetpack. They're dangerous. Yeah, you can get a jetpack. Thirty thousand credits will buy you a jetpack. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. No jetpack. Disrupt the pistol? No, no, disrupt the pistol. Does Oscara have any credits that she would like to spend? I don't think so. No. I hate this. Uh, I unless hate I had some. Sorry, I haven't picked up any. You might have. I, I hate to say it, but if we're going to be going that far off the beaten path, might need a protocol droid. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe a couple of cheap speeders and a droid could probably be had for thirty thousand. Hmm. I'm surprised that they don't have... Oh, here it is. Money, 400 credits. Oscar began the game with 400 credits. Okay. She's rich. Sasha also had 400 credits. I'm, I'm willing to bet everybody started with 400 credits. Mm. I believe that. Yep, Ash did. I started with well, I put a few things. Yeah, I, I know some money was spent back in Tatooine, and some time has passed, so keep that in mind, but... Uh, so. So, yeah, not enough to buy a jetpack. That's 4,500 credits. 
Well, your buddy has enough money. <laughs> Gash does not like to share. And and you guys can take on additional obligation to get additional money. Yes, you can take additional obligation from me. <laughs> I'll be pissed. I assume that in the med bay we have uh, you know stim packs and things of that nature. Uh, we you- don't need to purchase them. You're correct. You do have some some med packs, and thus you can replenish a certain number of stim packs a day. And you have uh, you have basic medical gear. Cover that because we kind of got supplies and all that through games, little wheel and deal. Okay, then I don't need to buy anything. I'll be prepping the ship. All right. Well, if Tash wants to let uh, let me borrow about six thousand credits, I I could buy some equipment so I can tinker some stuff up in the. And the workbench for the ship. Mm-hmm. Such as? How is that going to help Splash? Splash. Well, <laughs> I, can, I can offer my services to uh, upgrade gear and attachments. That's what I'm good at. Okay, I'll accept 87 obligation for that. <laughs> 87 obligation. <laughs> <laughs> personal to me. It's not to the GM. To me. You should buy a scar a jetpack because bad guys will see me with a jetpack and say, hey, that guy's pretty badass. I need to shoot at him and not you. <laughs> and then he said, wait a second. That's no man. That's a woman with a deep mm. voice. But that's okay. I think we can work out what exactly we bought later and we can just move off planet now. <laughs> Sounds good. I agree. Because right, we so. can spend the next hour just talking about, oh, you're both this and both that. Fuck it. So let's just let's go. Let's move on. We bought some stuff, probably droids, speeders, jetpacks, stuff. Very we'll good. work it out later. Yeah, we can just let me know in between sessions what you're willing to spend it on. Cool. And a screen wipe. Uh, uh, lingering question, however. What are you going to do about the thing with the port official? Um, you know what? We might be back by this way, and I've got a bit of cash now. He might be worth a bribe just to keep on side. Are you going to pay him the couple hundred credits? Um, 150. 150, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Well. And I'll, I'll charm him to make him happy about that. I was going to say, that's going to take a skill <laughs> check. A negotiation will talk him down. Uh, uh, I've got negotiation. Oh, it's the same anyway. One yellow, two green. All right. Uh, one red, one purple. Okay. Ooh, triumph and three advantage. <laughs> he loves me. A triumph and three advantage. All right. How how would you like to spend that triumph and He's that your advantage? New best buddy. <laughs> Literally. Um, he, I would like to make him our new inside man on Nashida. If we ever come back here in the future, he's pretty much happy to bend over for us and, um, assist us in any way possible. Smooth the wheels, keep the hearts off our trail, all that kind of good stuff. All right. Well, you find out his name is Tark Reskid. Tark Reskid. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll list uh, him as an asset. Uh, you can go right ahead and do that, because he is. He is your inside man on Narshada. And uh, he, uh, you are going to have to pay him the, the 150, because otherwise this doesn't make any sense at all. 
But, I need uh, to have the hundred fifty. It's okay. <laughs> Something for free. But charm his pants off and expect the world. That's right. He didn't expect you to ever show up, and you did, and you paid him, and he's through the roof because fact, that's probably more than he makes in a month. And has just paid off a loan shark that he had a hundred credits outstanding to, and he's just yeah, that's pretty much saved his ass. He, he reduced his obligation. There you go. Yeah, how about that? All right. So, yeah, anytime you need to deal with somebody on Narshada, particularly with regards to landing here or getting away from here or landing here or getting away from here without pursuit, uh, Tark Reskid is your man. I like it a lot. All right. So, screen wipe. You guys depart Narshada and go where? I'm looking at you, Sasha, at the moment, since you are the one piloting. Uh, well, I'll fly away. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, leave, leave the the moon and you know go go into I don't know far orbit and uh, let us discuss this treasure and where it might be. See if Gand has made heads or tails of the map. You take the Nova Eclipse out into uh, a safe piece of space away from Narshada, um, somewhere outside of the main traffic lanes where you won't be bothered. And what happens then? Folks? Ganda, Ganda well, I guess probably focuses on decoding some more of the chart. Okay. You can go ahead and do that. Uh, are you going to... Let Opal reassist you this time. She 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 decides to put her priorities uh, to to make them priorities and and you know swallow whatever distrust she has of you and help you try to solve the charts if you wish. Well, Crash would also like to assist. She she's she's going to have to convince me she's trustworthy somehow because I'm I'm still not getting that from her. Crash, Crash, well, if we don't Crash make would like it to there, assist then... at this point. With a stim pack in the back of his neck. Wait, what's that? Say that again? Crash would like to assist, but the way Crash is going to assist is by juicing up Gand while he's distracted, being no. convinced by this other woman why she should let him help. No. He just comes up behind him, just a little in the neck, and that'll, that'll boost his um, intellect up so that he can better analyze what he's trying to analyze. All right. Well, I think that is going to be, unless Gand wants to do that, wants Gand, to just let that happen. Gand does not want to just let that happen. <laughs> that is... All right. Sense. Then I'm guessing this is going to be Skullduggery? Maybe? Uh, stealth? Skullduggery or Stealth on Pash's part opposed by Gand's vigilance? That would make sense. So your difficulty will be one red and two purple. Mm. This will be fun. And <laughs> this could and, go horribly wrong. And Gand is going to flip a light side yep. point to upgrade. So it's two red <laughs> and very one good. purple. Two reds, one purple. And I will be rolling. Am I rolling? I can't even see it. Uh, so it'll be three greens. 
Okay. Let's see what happens between the what patch you do? and the game. <laughs> 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 I incredibly actually just rolled one advantage, and that's all. All right. Well, you did not successfully juice up the Gand, uh, which means you did essentially fail. Mm. But you have one advantage. Is that what you said? Might yeah. I suggest you use that so maybe the Gand doesn't know? Would you try? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either he didn't realize that what was happening, or... Alternatively, he did realize it was happening and then just thought that was a pretty good idea, but he doesn't think that. So I'm just going to make it think that he never saw that happen at all. Hmm. How does Gan feel about that? That seems like a bit bit much. It, do, you want, do you want Gan's reaction to that or do you want the player's reaction to that? Uh, <laughs> Gan's. What, what would his reaction to oh, that be? Oh, okay. So we'll see. If, if, I'm not saying that's what we're doing. I just want to know what... Um, uh, what you think? Um, I I think Gand would be very upset with uh, with this if he if he were to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that we would then spend the next um, several hours discussing why Gand doesn't particularly think that that's a very nice thing to do. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to weave a little bit of narrative license into this, if you guys don't mind. I'm going to say that Gand does not become aware that Pash or Dash or Slash or Hash or whatever his name is was about to try and poke him with a needle. Because as Pash, Dash, Slash, whatever was about to do this, he dropped the needle. It hit the floor, rolled underneath the computer console uh, right near Gan's feet, where Patch has no way to easily extricate the evidence at that time. So he he not only does not juice Gan, he can't actually try again in this particular circumstance. Uh, All he can do is hope that uh, Gand does not notice the needle, and I'm going to say that the needle uh, that that advantage means that Gand never does actually notice the needle, and that Pash can then recover it later. Or I might leave it there. Does that sound? Bind. I like it. Sound fair enough? <laughs> Gand, there's a needle at your feet. Inject it now, or we all die. <laughs> That'll be perfect for later. I like this plan. All right, so Gand, I believe you were doing an astrogation check. Yeah. <clears throat> I will aid. You give him aids? I will give aids. What are you, I was trying to give aids, what, but it didn't what are, work. What are you setting the difficulty for this one at? Uh, what was it? Uh, th- uh, okay, it was four to begin with, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then I... Er, was it three purple and one red, or two purple and one red? I don't remember what I, I said no the first time. Remember. Sorry, you broke up there. What was it? I said I no longer remember. Oh, okay. Well, I know there's a red, and there was... 
I'm going to say it is currently because you did score some success. Uh, I'm going to downgrade the difficulty from a red and two purple to three purple dice. Okie doke. Rolling. Uh, that is. Previous four... roll. Huh? On the previous roll, you had three successes and one threat. So, how's right. this one go? This is four successes and one advantage. Ooh, okay. <laughs> wow. Gand is a machine. Gand doesn't need your needles. <laughs> Gand would have had six successes if he'd accepted my needles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gand, well done. Uh, you have passed the threshold that I was looking for in order to successfully navigate this little prolonged skill challenge. And I'm going to say that you have found what be you believe to be a likely match. Um, now, without knowing the coordinates, the, the specific coordinates for, for the launch, you don't know precisely where to look. But you have a pretty good idea of the general vicinity. And based on your calculation, I'm just going to go ahead and say that you've made the calculations of the trajectory of the other ship. Uh, pooling that information with the charts that you have and the historical data that you're comparing it against, you have found a likely candidate star system to begin the search. Excellent. I pass those coordinates to Sasha. I take the coordinates and plug them in. All right. I would say then you should go ahead and go there. Um, uh, we do need a navigation roll to get there. That will determine how quickly you get there, and that becomes very important because your layover here in Narshada has given your opponents a head start. Is that a mechanics, or is it an actual separate... This will be an deal. astrogation check. Okay. It's the same check that was made. Yeah. Okay. It is an intelligence-based check. Uh, what difficulty? Uh, the difficulty will be three purple dice. Okay. Uh, two, two. Two purple dice. I'll assist. I think I'm okay. I One success, one advantage. That'll do it. Um, the assistants could help you make it a quicker trip if they happen to lend you more advantage. Uh, you want me to use a boost die? I can just roll a boost die separately. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it came up blank. Okay. So one success, one advantage. You successfully navigate your ship to the destination point, uh, and that advantage will help you out. I'm marking that down. Uh, that will give you a little bit of a boost in trying to catch up with your opponent. Yeah. So you go through another hyperdrive trip. Uh, it's a little bit longer this time. Uh, if anybody has something that they want to do during the downtime, uh, let me know after the session and we can resolve that. But for now, you have successfully navigated through hyperspace to the coordinates where you believe... This little treasure hunt begins, and you have arrived safely in that system. The, uh, the hyperspace tunnel drops away. You find yourself in real space, and before you lies a star system that we will describe next time. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun.
Cool. All right. Nice. I got paid, so I'm happy. All right. <laughs> Very good. Now, as for experience, uh, from this point on, should, should I just give out the normal experience for session to session? Uh, I think that might be the best way to do it because we, we kind of injected sort of a, a sidetrack here, and I don't want to cheat you out of the experience for that. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be gaining experience a little bit faster than the adventure intended, and that is okay because the rest of it hasn't exactly been written, so I can adjust to match. All right. Cool. So, experience points. Is it? Uh, it's 10, 10 per session? session flat, basically for turning up, and 5 if the people role-played their characters' motivations appropriately. Okay. With a floating additional 5 if they were very exceptional, which can only happen once in the character's life. Well... Or when the GM thinks it's awesome. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and say everybody gets the 10... I don't think I want to discriminate against everybody. Everybody played their characters fairly well, I think. Um, just trying to decide how fast I want you to advance here. Well, you can just give us the 10 and yeah, just, hold the 5 and just see how the power creep goes. Yeah, let's let's go with just 10 for now for the session. And I will keep that extra 5 in mind for future bonus rewards. I don't want you to get too far ahead of things. So, yeah, 10 XP for the session. Congratulations. I believe that takes you to level 3 on your character sheets, doesn't it? I don't... <laughs> That's I right. So. Ding! <laughs> I dinged. It's all good. <laughs> is is that how much it... Uh, on the character folios it takes to to go to the last page? Well, the there's c- only two pages. The, the character... Oh, wait, no, there's... The character folios are set up to progress at programmed points in the adventure. Yeah. In, in the adventure they belong in. Yeah. Well, I noticed the, the second page, the second tier, says you've just gained 10 experience points. You can spend them. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is that consistent with the next one? Yeah, um, it's it's it, it's not really a level thing. It's just you, you get... Yeah, they, you know, I see that now. You get 10 as far experience. as like character power actually goes, you really only start getting imbalanced when people have multiple ranks in a single skill. Like if you if all of us just use this ten and pick up two extra skills at rank one, it doesn't really change how good we are at doing anything at all. Yeah, it's more if someone's got like rank four and four in a stat and are rolling four yellows for that check. That's yeah. when things start getting out of hand. Right. I noticed that the third page of these character folios uh, doesn't specifically tell you how much you gain, but it does give you the talent tree for the character as it's outlined, so that you can choose talents from what they show you, and uh, naturally you can go ahead and choose from the rest of the game as well, you know, whatever is available to you with your accumulated points. So, right. So it's free form from here. If you're not, if you're buying from not your talent tree, they're double. Or what's the rule there? If you want to raise a skill rank, it's five times the new rank. So one to two is five times two, which is ten. 
if it's a skill rank outside of your career, then you add 10 XP to the cost of doing that. I believe that's how they do it. And you pick up a specialization, the cost is equal to 10 times the number of specializations you'll have after taking that new specialization, which will then create new career skills for you that will only cost less to upgrade. Okay. If that makes sense. I would like to make a side note here that uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, Phil's Edge of the Jedi character option that was recently put on the internet by mm -hmm. uh, Phil Majewski, uh it outlines a set of uh, progressions for Jedi characters. And while I don't want everybody to jump on this, if one person <laughs> happens to see, or, you know, or one or two, you know, if somebody wants to give some force talent to their character, you have that option. I, I, I'm going to just go ahead and assume that Phil did his homework here and that it is all fairly balanced and uh, fairly self-explanatory. So if you download that and want to add a little bit of force to your character, you have the option to do so. You mean from the from his download, not necessarily the force exile or the force uh, whatever in the beta. Uh, I haven't read over the force stuff in the beta too much, so I don't know. You know, just follow the existing rules. If if it allows you to pick it, you're allowed to pick it. Um, if if um, the, the edge of the Jedi thing is more specifically for giving a, uh, allowing a path to become a full fledged Jedi. Uh, with with the force powers and such that that represents. Uh, if you want to make your character force talent, you know, start with that. But if you see your character as someone who's going to develop a a great uh, intuition for the use of the force, enough to to show some real talent and uh, make that kind of a focus of the character, you can go ahead and graduate to the edge of the Jedi stuff and use that as well. Does that make sense? Cool. Yeah, I just know the extra specializations, it's, it's expensive to get into that to begin with, so I don't know if anyone has enough XP to do that ah, now. Ah, I see. Okay. Anyone know what that costs off the top of their head? I'm looking at it, but... Well, the additional um, specialization for anyone would be 20 XP. Yeah, non-career. As long as the, if the specialization's within your career, it's 20. If it's outside, it's not part of your... Like, you know, colonist is doctor, politico, those ones are the same price, but if they're outside that, like a marauder or something, then there's an extra 10 XP on top of what it would be. 30 XP. Yeah. 30 XP. So, so mm -hmm. it takes someone another three sessions to legitimately get into that. All right. Unless well. you start handing out more XP. So. Well, that's... <laughs> I guess before I, I make a decision, I, I should ask, is, is that something anyone's interested in? Is that something you want to do? I'd have to look at Phil's document before I made that decision. All right. I mean, kind of, maybe, but... Uh, okay. No no for me. No okay. for me. Yeah, yeah my, mine is a general objection. Gan could use force. What, what, what did Gan say? Uh, I, I just have Brian? a general objection at this point. General objection to the force? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It is not necessary for this uh, adventure to play out and be satisfying. 
And it's just an option I wanted to present if somebody wants to involve it at all. There is no force. <laughs> only <laughs> Zool. They're only Zool. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. Well, very good. Good job, guys. Thanks for playing if, tonight. No, Actually, yes. What? I was going to say, um, if for GMing purposes you wanted to keep a leash on what anyone could potentially do, you could simply cap any skill upgrades to a maximum rank of three, and therefore no one can ever have that many um, yellow dice flying around at any one time. Mm. Like, we can still upgrade talents and pickings here and there, but if everything's just capped at three, because we're not going to play this for an exceptionally long time. No, just um, through... You won't, you won't have anyone who just dumps everything into one skill and gets, like, rank five and is awesome. Um, just throw. It's expensive enough to do that, though, isn't it? It's pretty uh, if it's in a If it's in a career skill and you rank one now, it's ten for rank two... 15 for rank 3, so that's 25. And then for rank 4, it's another 20, so that's 45. Yeah, and for rank that's... 5, it's another 25, so that's 60. So technically, after six sessions, someone could be rank 5 in a single skill if they wanted to max. Hmm. I'm okay with that. I mean, if that's the way you guys want to spend your points, uh, that, that advancement in that one specific skill would come at the expense of everything else. So yes. if you want to be a specialist, I'm not going to stop you. Go for it. Cool. So. No worries. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, I appreciate it. No problem. Fair point. Next time, the hunt begins. Yep. Hey. And I, yes, we shall work out what to do with my cash. And I say my cash because it's my cash. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. All right. Have a All good right. night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Good night. Bye bye.